0: Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the JNR Basketball Podcast. My name is John. I'm joined by Ronnie, and we are talking basketball once again. We're going to go over news and notes. We're going to go over our fantasy picks, our fantasy breakout players, and then we're going to go over our game picks of last weekend. Did our underdogs win? Did our locks win? What was our game of the week? And uh, let's get started. Ronnie, let's talk basketball. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing real good. How are you?
0: I'm doing good, but do you know who's doing even better than us?
1: Hmm. Hell,
0: who? Kevin Durant is off <laughs> to a great start. So we we talked about Luka and his historic start of 30, 30 points or more in the first was eight games. Uh, Then he kind of fell off a little bit, although he scored 40 this weekend. But he was making history. He was chasing history. Kevin Durant is also chasing history. He has scored 25 or more points in the first 13 games, and he is the first player to do this. Since Michael Jordan did it in the 1988-1989 season, so wow, that's a long time ago. Off to a great ago. start of the season. That's a long time ago. It, it's crazy to think that no one else has done that for thirteen games. Because you see these players, Luka Doncic, a fantastic basketball player. He was off to a great start, but then you know he, he missed the thirty and then dropped below twenty five as well. So I'm going to yeah. pull up his stats real quick. Did he? I knew he had a, a couple of games where he struggled. Yeah, he scored twenty four points. Uh, against Orlando, then 22 against Washington before he put up 40 again. So he he got out of the running for that record, uh, but Kevin Durant's still going about it, doing his job. Kevin Durant's a talented basketball player. Not a shock that he's scoring a lot of points. Yeah, the Nets the Nets are winning. They're they're four and one since the Kyrie suspension. I don't want to talk about the Kyrie suspension specifically. We've covered that quite a bit. So I just want to talk about the basketball impacts that the Nets are going through with Kyrie being suspended. The biggest one is they're winning games, right? They're four and one since the suspension started. Um, I know you're a big fan of team chemistry. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's a chemistry issue? Is it a team overcoming adversity issue or, or like, how does it in the NBA, how does addition, how does subtraction actually work out to be addition? Cause that seems to be the case here.
1: Yeah, this is a weird one, right? Because Kyrie's such a good player, you know, he's such a, a pure shooter and he could, if you're playing one on one against him you're going to lose because he he's so good at basketball but i don't know i guess maybe he just brought the team down he brought the team morale down maybe and now that he's out they just yeah it, it, everything's up and positive and good and good vibes you know so i don't know it, it's here's, interesting
0: here's a stat that made my jaw drop since kyrie has been missing these 5 games the nets are holding their opponents to 91.2 points per game with Kyrie Irving, they were holding their opponents to 118 points per game. Mm. So their defense has gotten like a 30-point shot in the arm. And and are, that's part of why they're winning games, suddenly. I haven't watched a lot of Kyrie. Is he that much of a defensive liability?
1: Yeah, I didn't think he was, but it sure shows on stats, right? Maybe he doesn't switch that's, well yeah. on defense. And yeah, we'll have to take a look at that.
0: The only other thing I can think of is, is with Kyrie, is it a faster pace where you're getting, you know, each team is getting... 15 or so more pres- more possessions per game that's yeah. obviously going to drive the score up without yeah. him the pace is slower i mean we saw that with the Mavericks right when luka was on the bench last year uh brunson ran that team ran that squad a lot faster with luka in the game it's more of a half court sort of sort of game yeah um, i wonder if the same thing's happening here but yeah they're winning games their opponents are scoring less it's it's really really interesting to see that happen Uh, obviously it's a small sample
1: size five games but
0: you know when you win everything is rosy
1: (laughs) yeah that's all that matters right and then, i wonder how it's going to be when he comes back you know let's see if the points end up the points against go up again and then what are they going to do like have him coming off the bench and how would he react yeah yeah it's going to be a mess when he comes back right
0: he is not playing tonight today is sunday november 13th he's not playing this game tonight against the lakers and as far as i know there's no timetable for his return um but let's, let's talk about. You know, we mentioned KD off to this historic start. Luca also got off to a, a fantastic start of the season. You are keeping up to date on the quote unquote MVP ladder. How, where do they, those two guys fit into the ladder? Because I imagine they got to be towards the top.
1: They are. So let me go to the ladder real quick. So right now, Luca, he's in second. Um, Durant, second. Okay. he's in eighth. So I'll go really? over the top 10. So it goes Giannis, Luca, Tatum, Donovan Mitchell, Morant. Devin Booker, Jokic, Durant, Damian Lillard, and Steph Curry. I, I thought it was interesting to see Steph Curry so low because I think he's having such a great year. I thought he would have been a lot higher. but Well, he's having a
0: great year statistically. His team, not so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe that plays a role in it. I'm, I'm actually surprised that Jokic is on there because I don't think Jokic has been playing great basketball. I mean, he's he's a great basketball player, but... This is certainly not in line with his MVP seasons.
1: Yeah, and this is NBA.com's dot com's updated MVP ladder too. Yeah. So just kind of interesting. I, I do not I don't think that this is very well put together. You know, I think that you could. <laughs> I think yeah. that you could put a lot of different players in different areas right here. Like, I honestly, I would put Steph Curry at number one right now. I'm really surprised to see him at number ten. I do agree with you that his team's not doing really, really good, but he is tearing it up. He cannot be stopped. He is absolutely the MVP of the league. I think. Maybe Giannis is like neck and neck with him. I mean I don't I don't know why he's so low. I mean,
0: low is, is relative, right? He's a top ten MBA player. Out of all these yeah, players. But, sure, but there's a lot of good players in the NBA. Sure. Um uh, I don't know. I, I it's it's tough to me to put that list together this right. early in the season. I feel like it's one of those things, hey, let's start talking about this at the All Star break or <laughs> yeah. after we've played forty one games and you know, we're halfway through the season um one game you know is is it's gonna make a big difference at this point John Morant has a bad game does he drop off the ladder no he's he's still one of the best basketball players in the league so I'm I'm not a fan I mean they do the same thing with college football sometimes where they start ranking the teams it's like they haven't even taken the field yet how are they ranked number two yeah Um, so I, I think it's a little premature I think you can certainly put a list together of potential MVPs but to, to rank them like that. I wonder how much players care about that too. Do you think like Steph Curry looks at it and goes, what, I'm number 10? Not tonight. <laughs> and then he puts up an, an awesome game.
1: Well, sure. I mean, how like how frustrating is it when you're playing as good as he's playing? How much better can he play? He he can't play yeah. better. You know, He can't go up in the ranks and he's 10th. So I don't know. I, it would frustrate the heck out of me. And then you just got to stop looking at it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I
0: mean, at the end of the day, you, you want to win basketball games. I don't think you care if you're the MVP or not. Yeah. Um, there's some reasons why you would care. To be to be the MVP, but none of those are impacting Steph Curry at this yeah. point. Well, now none I know. of those are impacting
1: Giannis. <laughs>
0: I think yeah. John Morant might be the only one that really cares about it, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit why he might care about that uh, a little bit later in this episode. Sure. But,
1: now I understand uh, why, when players are interviewed about it or asked about it, they said, "Oh no, I don't look at that." You know, even though we yeah. always think that they probably do. This is why they don't. You know, right? You know who's not on the ladder lamello ball <laughs> well yeah he just came he back and played a game this year yeah. i don't think he's back yet he's he, still out no he he played his first game he's back now did he really yep. i did
0: not see that yeah he played uh, they, uh let's see let me pull that
1: game up against the heat uh yep miami heat um for fantasy oh, points he got 27 right. he got 15 uh nba points 15, six, six rebounds six. six
0: assists yeah so that was his first game back a steal and two turnovers wow. two, no blocks okay i i did not know he was coming back this is this is a surprise to me, but regardless, <laughs> the Hornets are in a terrible free fall spiral down They're They've yeah. lost the last eight games yep. and looking ahead at their schedule, I don't know. I don't know who they're going to beat. I mean, anyone could beat anyone in the NBA. That's the way it goes, mm-hmm. but they haven't won a game since October 29th where they beat the Warriors in overtime, but they've lost to the Kings, the Bulls, the Grizzlies, the Nets, the Wizards, the Blazers twice to the Heat. I mean, they got to play the Magic, who who are, even without their rookie, uh, Paolo Banchero, are playing good basketball. The Pacers playing good basketball. The Cavaliers, the Wizards, the 76ers, maybe they win one of those next five. But, man, oh, man, they they are playing some terrible basketball.
1: Yeah, I didn't think they were going to be very good this year, even with LaMelo. But, I don't know, it, just, it, it doesn't really surprise me too much. But it is kind of surprising that they won that, I mean, that they lost that many in a row. Yeah. But yeah and it's, then, even with lamello back, you know, I know it's just his first game back. They still didn't win, so let's see if he could get back in a groove of things and you know get his team back on track and you know, get that team chemistry together, see if he could pull some wins,
0: yeah, and that's what it's all about right is' the team chemistry, yeah, uh, I think Gordon Hayward on that team is still injured. He's gonna help when he comes back um yeah it's 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 rough to be a hornets fan right now. I'm sorry, guys. Mm-hmm. they were a playoff team last year, um. Or, I guess they in the play in game last year, yeah, they I don't were think close, that's yeah. technically the playoffs, but they're off to three and eleven start lost eight in a row. uh, that's a rough streak, It's a rough streak to be on. Let me see sure the is. Lakers, even the Lakers are off you know they're two and ten, their streak is five in a row of losses, <laughs> but what what is interesting to me this year has just been the parity in the league uh I'm looking at the standings right now specifically in the east right the bulls are the eighth seed in the playoffs they're six and seven the nets the knicks the 76ers the heat they're all six and seven so that eight to twelve chunk of five teams they're all right there Mm -hmm. two games out right the magic are four and nine so they're still very much in the hunt for a playoff spot obviously it's early we mentioned that before but i like seeing i like seeing so many teams within striking distance of that. The Heat are 6 and 7, the Bucks are 10 and 2. They're four games out of first place, yet they're 12th. <laughs> yeah. It's just crazy how that works. And uh I like it. I hope that, uh, you know there was a lot of concern about tanking this year uh because of the guy that's coming out. And I can't remember his name. Wemby. Mm-hmm. There. The, the, the yes. It's, I'm sure that's how you say it. <laughs> um I, there was a lot of talk about concerns about tanking for people trying to get him, but there's so much parity this year and that hopefully means there'll be a lot of lot of action towards the trade deadline as teams try to decide you know what we're close enough let's let's make a run for it we're we're one piece away um uh, i've heard some rumors already the the mavericks are are potentially looking to to increase their depth you know they got rid of J- jalen brunson and and maybe maybe are regretting it a little bit maybe they need a point guard but right. it's cool to see this many teams um playing good basketball and, and just kind of sticking with it Uh, on that front the jazz i think you told me the stat before we started they were the first team to 10 wins is that correct
1: yeah that's a it's just isn't it amazing yeah like the beginning of the season we thought they were just gonna be crap because they traded away all these good players and they're the first team out of the whole nba to get to 10 wins that's just that blows my mind it's that's crazy
0: so that circle back around to team chemistry you know we saw it when they the the Suns brought Shaquille O'Neal in to play with Steve Nash. Two very different styles of basketball, and it just never jived very well. Was was there a chemistry issue or or a compatibility issue with Rudy Gobert and, and Donovan Mitchell when they were both on the Utah Jazz?
1: I didn't think there was because they made the playoffs of the last few years, you know. So yeah. it seemed like they were they were good, except for when they actually like their games the second, that matter. <laughs> yeah, the, the second round in the playoffs, then they just kind of like they weren't that good to like make it to the any championship rounds at all you know no conference rounds and yeah they're just gonna get over that hump and i don't know how utah put this team together like who who's their gm <laughs> yes. you know who's deciding on to get which players and did they do it by accident were they trying to take on purpose were they accidentally put a well-made team together or do they know what they're doing and they decided you were going to get all of these guys because we know that they're going to fit well together this is what we need to win and they they did the right thing you know. So. It's, I don't know. We, it's very interesting to see how the Jazz came together and and ended up being and, so good this year. So
0: good this year and all of the draft capital that they have <laughs> yeah. like with those trades. No kidding. They are just loaded and and they can they can bundle all these picks together to make a trade to move up or they can bundle all these picks together to get a player if if they think, you know, they need that to take that next step uh with this team, but yeah, they are playing really really good basketball. First team to 10 wins uh, joining them shortly thereafter, the Bucks and the Celtics, also ten-win teams, and team chemistry, man. Maybe, maybe there was more to it than we thought. You know, Rudy Gobert was the player that uh, jokingly touched all the microphones when COVID was first announced. And I think one of the play- maybe it was Donovan Mitchell was on that team, and he was really upset about that or, or something. There was there was some rumors of of drama or, or tensions as a result of that. I wonder. Uh maybe there was more more to add just sort of hidden under the surface. Okay. But yeah, maybe they just do kind of not like each other.
1: Yeah, maybe. Have you seen the meme uh, where Danny Ainge is is looking at the I, yeah, I forget yeah. if he's <laughs> looking at the coach or whatever, but he's just like in disgust. Like we were supposed to tank this year and you guys are killing it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh speaking of tanking, the Lakers are tanking. I don't think yeah. they're intentionally tanking. They're two and ten. Their first round pick is owned by the Pelicans. The mm-hmm. Pelicans are seven and six right now. Can you imagine Get, it's not a lottery protected pick, so very realistically, the Lakers at this rate could end up with the first round, the first overall pick. Guess what? Goes to the Pelicans. Yeah. <laughs> can you imagine <laughs> if that happens? And just the the roster that they could put together.
1: Yeah, the Pelicans adding onto their roster. Yeah, with Zion and Ingram, and and then the Yana. <laughs> That'd be ridiculous. Yeah, it I would, would love be to absolutely see that.
0: Insane, and I. <laughs> I don't know if I would love to see that because then it's just like, well, that's not fair. But it is it is amazing to think that the Lakers gave up so much to get Anthony Davis and they're two and ten and the Pelicans with those pieces that were sort of castaways by the by the Lakers, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Brandon Ingram just playing so well and, and playing with so much heart there in New Orleans. I think the head coach has a lot to do with it. I'm a big fan of Willie Green, but it's 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 fun. It's fun to watch those guys play and it's fun to see just sort of how close some of these teams are. You now we've struggled picking our lock of the week and and picking some of these other teams because they're so close. You know, I look at the roster I'm like I have no idea who's going to win. Yeah. All these teams are are so close together and any any day a team can beat another team it seems. So right. it's it's fun. Makes for an exciting uh exciting season.
1: Yeah, the biggest gap is like with the on the west side. So the Timberwolves they're 13th on the West side and they're they're six and eight right now and then it jumps to the Lakers yeah. who are two and ten so that it's a pretty big jump right there. If you go to the East side it's not as big. The Miami Heat are 12th place at six and seven and the Orlando Magic are 13th for four and nine. So just like you said it's really close still. It's early you know but um how about Westbrook though for the Lakers you know even though the Lakers are doing bad he's shooting 52% from threes over the last five games so. He's killing it. He's actually thirty six point yeah. two percent from three for the year now because he had such a good last five games. So when they I was gonna soon say, as soon
0: he started off so bad, yeah. So and, as soon and as, as, as they if they he put up thirty six percent, he must be shooting lights out right now to to right. balance that out. So he's one of the players that you mentioned you wanted to talk about that had you know breakout games this weekend and mm-hmm. are just are just killing it. Is he still coming off the bench?
1: Yeah, and That's it's awesome. it's working out. You know, I mean. <laughs> I love it was a great decision by the coach, and it's great on Westbrook just to accept that too. He sort know?
0: of embraced it, yeah, yeah. And, and when I when I've watched Lakers games this year, his defense is what shocked me the most because you know he was just an offensive juggernaut in his prime, and he's certainly past his prime, but he is just being a pain in the butt on defense, yeah. Um, and it's it's really working out well for for this team, so. Good for them. I mean, they're not winning games, so it's all for nothing. But
1: he's he's playing really, really well. At least he's proving his worth, you know? So he, that's all that matters. As long as he's proving that he's better than Beverly, that's what I care about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think that was a,
0: a competition there. Yeah. Uh, one of the players that had just an absolutely great weekend is Joel Embiid. He missed some time with uh, a sickness, non-COVID sickness, but he is back and he is just absolutely killing it. Uh, Saturday, he scored 42 points against the Atlanta Hawks in a game that they won. Tonight, he put up 59 points in the victory over the Utah Jazz. 59 points. That's insane. 59, 11 rebounds, 8 assists, 7 blocks. He had 96 fantasy points uh, in the way our our league does their scoring. Just absolutely brutal beatdown for Joel Embiid tonight. So... They're winning games-ish here and there. They're mm-hmm. they're still trying to shake some of the rust off, but Joel scoring fifty-nine is gonna win a lot of games.
1: Yeah. Well even when he played against the Hawks a couple of nights ago, he scored 42 points in that game. So they, he's just playing lights out.
0: Yeah, he's he's been fun to watch. And you
1: know, there's a reason his
0: average draft position was like two or three. <laughs> yeah. And it's because he's capable of these sort of games. If you can if you can get away with the injuries and, and, and some of the time that he's gonna miss he he is just absolutely dominant when he when he can turn it on it's a switch he flips out looking at all the games he's played this year every single game has been above 33 fantasy points uh his average has got to be let's see what his average is 43 fantasy points is what he's averaging again nice. that's what you would expect he's currently 12th uh in our fantasy league as far as position goes for the season but he just destroyed it this weekend he is by far
1: the fantasy player of the weekend we'll get to that section in just uh just a moment here do you think that's because but, james harden is out so he's kind of like just taken up on himself to score all the points now because Harden's not there
0: certainly doesn't i mean it certainly helps that harden's out for him he gets more opportunities but he, i mean he's always been a dominant player yeah i mean you can look at Giannis's score and, and jokovic's score i mean those those guys are all probably you know cut from the same cloth so to speak and, and they just they can dominate a game anytime
1: yeah sure can and he, we got to look at these teams that he's been playing against too and see if they have weaker centers you know or yeah. weaker defenses too and take a look at the our fantasy players But for sometimes that it just doesn't matter right, right. sometimes you're just yeah, the best player on the court yeah.
0: it doesn't matter who, who's up against you or who you're playing you can you can have your way with them so yeah but man 59 uh, points
1: man that's ridiculous do you think we're going to see anything higher than that this year cuz that's pretty high
0: i think so i think i think
1: i think we'll have I think we'll have a 60 these. point game I of think someone. we'll have a
0: 60 point game. Right. Yeah. That'd be cool. I think so. I mean, there's several players. John Morant's capable of doing it. Lucas' capable of doing Curry. it. Um, Curry's capable of doing it. We, Joel almost did it. Booker. So I. I yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Booker's capable of doing it. <laughs> uh, you mentioned Bulbul is blocking like nobody's business. Uh, you have yes. those stats pulled
1: up? Yeah. So he's out of the players. So players have taken ninety six shots versus Bowl this season, right? He's blocked twenty five of them, so twenty six percent of those shots he's blocking. I just saw that, and I was just man, like, man, this guy's insane i I have a a big heart for people that are big on defenses too, you know, so he's becoming one of my favorite players really fast because that is an amazing stat that
0: is that is very impressive you You love a guy like that on your team that just could just protect the rim the way that he's been doing this season one out uh, of four shots that's crazy yeah, you know that's insane
1: <laughs> and they're just uh, it's it's not even like ah, oh, it's just like they're just blocked, you know like they can't even go around him they can't even shoot over him he's just <laughs> so big and have you seen his build on his body too like he's such a stick guy he's, you know, he's, he's
0: got he's got long arms uh mm-hmm. he's his wingspan is definitely high, higher than longer yeah. than his height but yeah he is
1: he's quite a sight yeah he, he reminds you of chet Shet homegrown too, so be, yeah. Yeah, I can't wait for him to come back you know, and see how he if if Bulbul is playing like this, if the was just good a little more of a shooter, you know, he would be just like Shet. So we'll see what happens with that later on in life, I guess. I mean that's a that's a pretty big if, right?
0: If yeah. I was just as good at shooting as Steph Curry, I could do a lot <laughs> more things. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's it's tough. Uh, Draymond Green had a double double, but it was a a very Draymond double double, and that he yeah. did it without points uh what was it like yeah 10 rebounds Rebounds
1: and assists 13 assists so there's a double double but only two points (laughs) (laughs) just typical jaymond right so that's his 15th non-points double double since he's entered the nba that's 10 more than the next player so it's just that's insane just just to have double doubles and hardly any points it's, it's always fun to to see those stats they're a weird. Those are sort of backwards because, yeah, it's
0: always assumed that points is one of those when you get a double-double or a triple-double, yeah. but not for Draymond. You said it's the 15th time in his career he's had a double-double without points? Yep. That's impressive. Yeah. Uh, you got some trivia questions for me, Ronnie. Let's hear yes. it. I'm ready. Yeah.
1: Okay, so I want you to try to guess who this player is. There's only one player right now that is shooting 50-40-90 this season, so 50% from field goal, 40% from three-point land, and 90% free throws. Do you have a guess at who that player is?
0: The first player that popped in my head was Steph Curry and then Jordan Poole, because I know those are are really good shooters, but I feel like that was too easy and obvious. So then I just started thinking randomly, and I I haven't looked it up, I promise, but I'm going to go with Laurie Mark Mark Cannon. You are
1: wrong. You are right Uh, with your first guess. You are right with your instinct. Yes, it is Steph Curry. I thought Matt, you were trying to trick me, so I, no, I, not I, I thought outside you. of the box. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, this stats don't trick. You know, this is just I sure, sure. This sure. is another but, reason. I mean, why I if thought someone was... took
0: like just a handful of threes, they could still have a forty percent. Yeah. Shooter. So I thought it was someone that doesn't shoot a lot of threes. So I went with yeah.
1: That was that was my thought process. But okay, so I got gotcha. you. Fifty,
0: forty, ninety. Nice.
1: Yeah, only player this season. So yeah, doesn't that that says a lot too, right? Like so. Again, he's tenth in MVP right now. Why isn't he first if he's the only player right. doing this? So just another little thing to back that up, too. All okay, right, what's so the I,
0: second question? I'm ready.
1: Yep. So this is the only pair of teammates with 300, pl- 300 plus points each this season. Can you guess who those two players are?
0: So this was another one I'm probably overthinking. Yeah, it's not a trick question. Well, I'm I'm <laughs> that I'm that probably
1: going to get it wrong.
0: <laughs> uh, Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. No. They no. are on the
1: Celtics, so it's okay, so Jason, Jason Tatum, Tatum. and Jalen yep. Brown. You got yep. it. Yep, only players this sense. season.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Now, I, again, I, I'm trying to outthink you, which yep. um uh, I'd be curious to what what Butler and Adebayo have have done no, so far. Complete your sentence.
1: But... It's, it's, you're trying to outthink me, but it's hard to do. It's hard. To... <laughs> no, no. I thought
0: <laughs> I was trying to outthink you, but then I realized the bar's not that
1: high. <laughs> <laughs> exactly oh <laughs> uh,
0: no that's yeah. that's the celtics are putting up a lot of points yeah they're playing good basketball as well
1: yeah okay so i'm
0: d- shocked to no one so
1: okay i have a couple other things a couple of couple other other players that were scoring big too i don't know do you want to save this like the 40 point players for later or do can we go over that now
0: well, let's yeah, let's jump into fantasy and let's talk about the players this weekend that that put up forty. and And we already talked about Joel Embiid; he is the king of the weekend, hands down. Had a fantastic back to back game, uh, but he's not the only player that scored forty this weekend. Whether it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, who else do we got on the list, Ronnie?
1: Yeah, so Steph Curry he scored forty against the Cavs. So this just on Friday or. Um, it was sometime this weekend. I forget which game it was, but I um uh, sometime
0: this weekend. Yes, it was Friday <laughs> against the Cavaliers. Yeah. He put up forty. Friday points. night, yep.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so it ended up being one oh six, one oh one. Uh so Warriors actually won that game. That was a really fun game. I was I was watching the highlights on that one and man, they just they were down by a few points. I think it was like five to ten at some point, but then yeah, Curry brought them back. He put the the whole team on his shoulders and it was a really exciting finish. So watch those highlights if you guys can. And then we got Tatum. He went off for 43 points. So this is Saturday.
0: It. We had several players. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tatum being one of them.
1: Yeah. So this was the to lead the Celtics. to their sixth straight win. This was against Detroit Pistons, unfortunately. But yeah, Tatum, he's just, he's lighting it up. Luka had a 40-point game. He had a triple-double, and that was against the Mavs. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry. That, not against the Mavs, but it was the for the Portland Mavs Blazers. against the Blazers. Yep. yep. Cool to see that. And I think that's all they got for 40-pointers. What do you got? Joel
0: Embiid on Saturday, also 42 points, 10 rebounds. We talked about him already. Uh, Sunday, today, we had Joel Embiid with his 59-point game. And I didn't even see this one until just now. Darius Garland of the Cleveland Cavaliers, 51 points tonight against the Minnesota Timberwolves. In a losing effort, the Timberwolves won tonight. But 51 points, 2 rebounds, 6 assists. Only two turnovers as well. He's handling the ball really, really well. I, I would have never guessed that Darius Garland would have put up 50. Yeah. I mean, it's, he's a he's great been... player. He's certainly maturing before our eyes. Mm-hmm. But his highest game this year was 29. And yeah. then he put up 51 tonight. So, wow. Those are those are the players of the weekend. Joel, like I said, Joel Embiid is the king of the weekend for sure. I don't think anyone's going to argue that. We picked different players. You picked... Uh, Nikolai Jokic for mm-hmm. your, you thought he would be the breakout player of the week, and he uh, he laid an egg today, at least points perspective. That's okay. a ton of assists. Uh, uh, we uh, were concentrating on...
1: about Boston, but it was against him. Yeah, in Boston. you were going
0: against the Boston game, so he had yeah. 38 fantasy points, scored 29 points, eight rebounds, three assists. Uh, is it what you
1: expected? No, I expected at least 50. More? Honestly, his so his average is 42, and he yeah. got 38 points, fantasy points. So. Yeah, definitely expected at least 50 against Boston. You know, I know Boston has a good defense, but like I said before, I just thought that they were going to score. I thought he was going to score a lot more fantasy points because he was going to play so hard against Boston, but it didn't exactly happen. He was a little under his average, a little disappointing.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I would agree with that. I picked Carl Anthony Towns against the Memphis Grizzlies because players have been scoring a lot of points against the Memphis Grizzlies. I thought for sure he was going to put up 30 uh, so confident that in the, in the underdog fantasy app, they have the, the higher lower. I, it was like, it was 22 points was his. And I was like, I think he's going to score 30. So I yeah. took the higher of that. He also laid an egg. Uh, I picked the wrong player. Anthony Edwards ended up having a better game. I, I, I was optimistic that somebody would because yeah. just, just the way it's trended against the Grizzlies. Uh, I, I picked Carl Anthony Towns being a bigger guy. It was actually Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards had a great game. He scored 28 with six rebounds and six assists. So got my guy wrong. Uh, The game for Carl Anthony Towns, he only put up 13 points. Did have 10 rebounds. But overall, it was below his fantasy average. His fantasy points for this game, based off our league scoring, was 26, where he normally averages uh, more than that. 35. Yeah. So we we both kind of swung and missed there. I think I missed harder than you. Yes. Um, I I would have preferred. I uh, I don't know if it would have been better if I would have Anthony Edwards. I think it probably would have. Uh, let me see what he did. Anthony Edwards. Yeah, I don't know what his average is. So Anthony Edwards, thus season has averaged thirty one fantasy points. In that game against Memphis, he had thirty nine fantasy points. So yeah, he would have beat okay. his average. Yeah.
1: So that again, would have been your winner.
0: I knew somebody on the team was going to do it. Yeah. I just I had a fifty fifty shot and I guessed wrong.
1: So. You live and learn. Sometimes that's the way it goes. Uh, but I, I think I'm happy with it overall. Going forward for our fantasy listeners, what position or what player do you think you should choose? You know, I for, still to think Scorpio. you should
0: take the forward unless there's an all-star guard.
1: Okay. Forward unless there's an all-star guard. Got it. Yeah. I, I will notate yeah, that. Yeah.
0: That's that's sort of what – and I have to look at the trend again, but that's that's kind of what my gut says. Okay. Okay. Um, because Luca is obviously an all-star guard. He had a great game, but typically it's the forward that, that has a better game there. Um, not this case. But I that's trust okay. your gut because your,
1: your, okay. your gut was guessing Steph Curry when I quizzed you earlier and you, you didn't go yeah, with your gut, yeah. so <laughs> <laughs> you would have been right. So
0: we picked our breakout player of the weekend as well, and Ronnie found a flaw in the way I was grading it, but we have <laughs> since closed that loophole. You picked Thanis, uh a Kempo, who averages one fantasy point he scored two so in theory he doubled his fantasy production yes yep. that is correct but the spirit of the competition <laughs> was to pick somebody uh, that would actually help people <laughs> the two <laughs> points are not going to help people uh so you won by by i don't want to say default but uh by by percentage by finding wise loophole. because I, yeah, yeah because by, i doubled yeah, he, a loophole. he yeah, doubled his it, fantasy Ryan. performance yeah, yeah.
1: You picked you picked Christian, I picked Christian Coloco.
0: Coloco. Yep. Uh, I picked him against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, hmm. He only put up eight fantasy points. He only had four rebounds. The Oklahoma City Thunder have been pretty terrible at boxing people out. So I picked him with the intent or w- with the idea that he was going to have ten plus rebounds. He yeah. did not.
1: Uh, therefore, his, average, his fantasy game he, was his average poor. was eleven. So you're yeah. close, but he yeah uh, close.
0: No, I, I expect if he would have gotten ten rebounds. Plus his points, he would have you know he would have a much better game, but yeah. uh, he did not did not work out that way. It is what it is. But uh, did somebody on that game, Let me see. What is it? The uh, Raptors scoreboard. There well, must have been somebody on that team that had ten rebounds because yeah, Oklahoma City always gives <laughs> up ten rebounds.
1: Well, going forward though, just so you guys know, we're only going to pick starters, so we're going to go for the most improved starter. That's one of our rules that we did. So that way is going to be actually fantasy yeah. relevant. You know, instead of just finding loopholes and you know the steps.
0: Absolutely. So again, I picked the wrong player. Chris Boucher of the Raptors. Let me look him up real quick. Chris Boucher. He had a great game against the Raptors. He averages 21 fantasy points so far this season. Against the Oklahoma City Thunder, he scored 37. He had 20 points and 12 rebounds. He ended up being the guy that, that got the points when I thought it would be Coloco. So again, swing and a miss right the right spirit the right idea it was just applied to the wrong player uh he's only he's talking about picking his butt up he's he's rostered in 48 percent of the leagues so take okay. a look at him especially with pascal still being out he what might was his be name again? chris boucher boucher
1: oh, okay B O U C H E R.
0: yeah boucher okay he, he he had the his best game of the season from a fantasy perspective and from a points perspective, and from a rebounds perspective, was against the Oklahoma City Thunder. So again, I had the right idea, just the wrong player. Darn it! I will, I will. Um, you got to guess sometimes, and and I, I'm at least the way that the solace that I take away from this is that I have identified the flaw in these teams that they're going against the Oklahoma City Thunder, the Memphis yeah, you, Grizzlies, you the keep Picking
1: Barnes. the players that are going against Oklahoma right. City, so yeah, if
0: somebody on that I'm, team has a career night. I just getting the guy wrong, but yeah. So
1: next weekend, when you pick the other player against, <laughs> let, let me have, go. Yeah. Let me pick first, and I'll pick a player for Oklahoma. That's sure. get against Oklahoma City, and then we'll see if it works. That's fine. You just got to get it to me in advance.
0: Normally, yep. uh, I'm telling you what my stuff is, and you're like, "Oh crap, I haven't looked at that, slacker." <laughs> so yeah, that's fine. I will. I will stay. I make a promise. I solemnly swear to stay away from the Oklahoma City Thunder next weekend.
1: Yeah, Boucher definitely looks like a starter too. He plays thirty-one minutes per game too. He's plays a he's tied with the most minutes per game for well yeah. for the last yeah. p- against Oklahoma City at least. So yep.
0: <laughs> it would have been a good pick. So if you picked him, great. Um, if not, uh, if you picked my guy, I apologize, but I, I got to get the right guy. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna double down my efforts to get the right guy. Uh, you know, I picked Carl Anthony Towns. Anthony Edwards actually had the better game, but. In general, the Timberwolves are really, really struggling. I don't know if if you've caught some of their games recently. They won tonight against the Cavaliers, but they've lost to the Grizzlies, to the Suns, to the Knicks, to the uh, they beat the Rockets, um, to the Bucks, to the Suns again. They've lost to the Spurs. Uh, I think the Lakers' first win was over them as well. No, was maybe it? not. Ugh. No, it was not. It was okay. they beat the Lakers, but they're really struggling. And when you watch some of these replays. They are just not in sync at all. Uh, there was a breakdown of of this play where Carl Anthony Towns was wide open, called for the ball. Anthony Edwards didn't pass it to him. Then sort of as a, an act of passive aggressiveness, Carl Anthony Towns just ran out of bounds and basically like stood there and pouted. At that <laughs> point, Anthony Edwards passed him the ball while he was out of bounds. So it's just like, oh, you want to be passive aggressive? I'll also be passive aggressive and pass you the ball. Way later after you called it and while you're out of bounds. And hey, guess what? We're going to turn it over. Uh, yeah. So they they are struggling to get in sync. You'd think those two guys would be more in sync since they played together last year. Right. But man, oh man, they are, they are, they're they they're are a mess right now. You know, you pick them to be a top team in the West. I pick them as a yep. playoff team. I don't know. They need a, a, a slap in the face, a, a dose of reality. I mean, it's early in the season. They're six and eight. But they are just not playing good basketball, they're not playing team basketball, and ooh, it's rough,
1: well, like we said, yeah, so yeah, it's six and eight and they're thirteenth, right? If you go up to fifth place, the nuggets are eight and four, so they're only two wins yeah. away from you know being tied for fifth, so they're not far off. they just need to get a couple of string together, a couple of wins together. They did just beat the Cavaliers tonight, so that's a good thing, sure, absolutely. So, yeah, but when you,
0: see, when you see the body language and, and sort of like the eye rolling and, and just the frustrations, that sort of stuff can just kill a team.
1: Yes, and that is a team that does that too. I, I've i seen, when I went to go to a Suns game, they were playing against the Wolves, and I definitely saw that with Carl Anthony Towns. Like, when he has a bad night, it affects his whole team. Everybody you know, knows, yeah. He, if he misses a shot, he kind of like drags his feet to get back on the defense. He just kind of like pouts about it, and then, you know, the, the other side scores on him, so... He needs to just uh, stick with it. He needs to quit pouting, you know, and, and get back and hustle. Absolutely. So the Wolves are
0: struggling. Uh, team chemistry—we've talked about it before. Team chemistry, man—it's—it's—it's it's, it's
1: a killer. Winning cures all, but oof, oof, oof. Beating the Cavs is a good one, though. Because they're eight it's and a good five, start. so they're—they're yep. they're a winning team. They're one of the best. So that's—that's that's a good yeah. one right there. Let's see if they could turn this around.
0: Absolutely. Uh, let's let's move on to our game picks. We pick our lock of the week. I picked the Bucks over the Spurs without realizing, well, at the time it wasn't announced, but Giannis did not play in this game, and no Giannis means no win. The Spurs win that game, so again, I lose my lock of the week. I uh, I suck at this. I suck at this is what I've decided. <laughs> my lock of the week is never working out for me yeah. at all. You picked the Suns
1: over the Magic. How'd that go? Wonderfully, if <laughs> if I would have picked the Magic. <laughs> Man, this oh, is so I picked the magic
0: for my underdog. <laughs> I know. That's what it
1: kills me is because so you it's a plus two for you because I picked them to for my game yeah. of the week, and then you picked them for your underdog of the week. So I lose one, you gain one. It it sucks.
0: It does suck. Do you, you picked the Celtics over the Pistons a couple of weeks ago? I think that game was a win for your lock of the week. Let me update my spreadsheet here. So for lock of the week, I am two and three. Oof. You are four and one. That is yeah. That's good. You're, you're you're doing exactly what you should do for your lock of the week. I am just I don't know what the heck I'm doing. When we look at underdog of the week, I'm two and two. You're 0 for four. So at least I have something positive going on there. I would rather have a better record in lock of the week than underdog of the week. Yeah, uh, that was weird. Really how you disheartening. Did that. Yeah. So like I said, I always put my money where my mouth is. But when the Bucks announced that Giannis would not be playing, I panicked and did not place a wager on that game. Instead I did pick the Magic over the Suns as far as my underdog, so that one paid off. Uh I did some higher lowers on underdog with uh those entries. Uh and I had mixed success uh on those as well. Carl Anthony Towns, man, he he, he killed me. Killed me there. But yeah. uh it's been fun. It's been fun doing these picks and, and seeing how they prevail. The Suns versus the Magic, let's talk about that game real quick. Sir sure. Uh it was a total trap game for the Suns. Anyone that's listening, whatever team you're a fan of, you know those games. You see those games. It doesn't <laughs> even have to be basketball. It could be football. It could be hockey. It could be baseball. These are trap games. There's no way that the Suns should lose to the Orlando Magic, which means they're absolutely going to lose to the Orlando Magic. Yeah, I'm that's shaking my head the right now because I couldn't
1: believe they lost. So frustrating, man. So, yeah, they were the Suns were seven-point favorites in this one going into it. And then, yeah, Orlando Magic, they have a – what's his name? Who's a Who's a rookie on that year? He was out. So then
0: Paolo Banchero was yeah. Banchero
1: was out. So yep. I'm thinking, cool. So, even even though Chris Paul is out, even though Cam Johnson is out, Banchero is out. So the Suns should be able to take this pretty easy and yeah, win by at least seven. But nope, one fourteen to ninety seven. Suns lose.
0: <laughs> and it, I mean, that's it's bare. It's not embarrassing. It's it's the way it goes. It's, Your home team. When, you, when you're rooting for the home team and they play a game like this, you you just think, I, I, how many times did you say "typical Suns" or "classic yep. Suns"? Because that's exactly how you feel—the frustration boiling over. And I recognized it. The Heat, not the Heat, the Magic are are on fire. They're they're playing really really good basketball, and I I thought that they would upset the Suns. And I, I hate to see it, but it happened. Suns are eight and four on the year right now. The Magic are like three and something. Four and nine, they're four and nine on the year. So again, early in the season, but you hate to you hate to see those games, especially if you're rooting for the home team. Yeah, uh, you're you're right
1: to bet against the Suns because at least you won, so you're happy about your your pick. You know, (laughs) I picked the Suns and I lost, so my team lost, my Suns lost, my pick lost. It's just like a double negative, you know. So double loser, yeah. Never never bet on your home team to win because you're gonna be double frustrated. You're gonna be double mad. (laughs)
0: It's hard because you, you have to choose to pick with your heart or pick with your mind. And sometimes sometimes that's difficult to do. Uh, looking at the week, so we have games Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Have you picked out a lock of the week for that?
1: I do, didn't pick any locks of the weeks yet, no. Was I supposed to? Oh, okay. Was this yeah, the... we were going to pick
0: one during the week. That that was your idea. Ryan. Oh,
1: yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah, okay, I'll do that. <laughs> so, well, first, what... What do you think about the Orlando Magic too? I want like since we both watched this game, like I I really like Bobo especially, you know? Like we talked him about him a little earlier, but watching this team together work together and the way they, man, they just played so good against the Suns and the Suns. They there was times when we were down by like ten points and we came back, you know. But then there was a point where like Orlando Magic, you know, they they got the lead in like the third quarter. They built it to ten and then in fifteen and then it just kept going and going and yeah. they. They didn't let up on the Suns team who is really good. So I don't know, I was just it was a really surprise and I am I'm really surprised about Orlando. I think they have a really good team and they they have all the potential in the world.
0: They play good team basketball is, right. is the, the the easiest way to sum it up. And when you play good team basketball, you can take out a player like they were able to with Banchero being hurt and still kinda click on all cylinders. Yes. And not really miss a beat. And you know, it's a young team it's a t- a team that's that's wants to make a statement and it's a good game to make a statement against you know the defending uh western conference best record you know they were in the finals 2 years ago it is a game that's going to get attention if you win that game you're going to get talked about so they definitely were were ready rare to go and yeah i think that's the biggest difference is that they played team basketball they wanted to win and they they made it happen and in p- pretty dominating fashion based <laughs> off right. the final score and just overall yeah. it just the, the Suns just—they do what they do. They look lost, and you yeah. talk about you know the, the the Timberwolves having bad body language. You see it on the Suns as well all the time, mm-hmm. and it's 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 super frustrating because they they beat themselves mentally, yeah. and it's hard to get back into those games.
1: So in this game, I was watching Aiton like I always do. <laughs> I, I'm going to send you this record I did. Um, I I put my phone up to the TV and I was like, I'm, I got to show Jonathan. I forgot to send it to you. Where Aiton just watches the ball. He doesn't rebound. He only has five rebounds this game. I am so sick of <laughs> it. I just said it so yeah. many times. Like, Aiden, just just get the rebound. You're going to laugh hysterically when I send you this video because the ball was, like, it's right on, there. On and he just, yeah. Yeah, he just watches the Orlando Magic guy just dunk it on him pretty much, you know, when he could have easily gotten in the way or gotten the rebound. So frustrating. But, yeah, the Orlando Magic are, are like, really good team even across the board. So there's not, like, one person that you have to guard on this team. They're just all really good. So you just have to match up with them and it's really tough to do when you're when you have so many players that are just really above average players, you know? You have to guard everybody evenly. So it's really tough to do. But yeah. Team chemistry is there. They're looking really good. I like them a lot. Absolutely. Uh so
0: I while you were we were doing this, I looked up the schedule. I've decided I'm gonna take the heat over the Raptors on Wednesday as my lock of the week. And then we'll have another lock of the weekend uh, on our next episode. So the okay. Heat over the Raptors, they play Wednesday. This is going to be in Toronto. The Heat are, are clicking right now. They're winning games. The Raptors, their star player is out still. I think he's going to be out for this game as well. That certainly plays a role in it. Uh, the Heat are not playing the night before. So it's not like the, the second game on a back-to-back or anything like that. So they should be well-rested and, and ready to go. So Heat over the Raptors is my lock of the week. Uh, We're not going to do an underdog pick of the week. We just do the lock because the underdog is is difficult to do this far in advance. The locks have been hard to do uh, this far in
1: advance. Ready for mine? I am. Okay. I think I'm going to go... Well, uh, Should I? Nope. I'm not going to ask you. I'm going (laughs) to go with LA Clippers at... I'm going to go with LA Clippers beating the Rockets. Rockets? Okay. Yep. That's tomorrow's game. Monday. Okay.
0: That's a that's a pretty safe pick, I would think as well.
1: Yeah, I just feel like the Rockets are, you know, they have the worst record right now. They're two and eleven. Clippers have be some good teams, or seven and six. And looking at the betting line, it says the Clippers are a five and a half point favorite, and it's okay. an away game for the Clippers. So I think that's a good sign. That so we
0: both picked uh, away teams. Interesting. Okay.
1: Yeah, and I didn't even we, check to see if the Clippers play the day, night before, because that would be bad if I yeah. did that. Nope, they don't.
0: Okay, good. <laughs> we both pick teams losing that start with R. Interesting.
1: <laughs> oh, but the Clippers do play the night after against the Mavericks, so that's a sign that they might sit their good players during they this bad They typically
0: do team. the second game on a back-to-back, don't they?
1: Well, what I've seen on this particular team uh, with—was uh, it John Wall on this team? Yeah, yeah. So they they would sit him during the you know quote unquote bad team. So I think they're going to sit him during the Rockets, get him ready for the Mavs game the night after.
0: I would say
1: possibly the opposite. But even still, I think the Clippers will beat the Rockets. The the John,
0: you know, you're talking about John Wall. He was basically sent to you know no man's land on the Rockets. I think if anyone's going to have a good game in this game, it'll be John Wall. He wants to show the Rockets this I don't is think this he'll is play. what. You know, I, I, he might not, yeah. <laughs> he might not at all, but if there's anyone that has motivation to beat the Rockets,
1: it's going to be John Wall. Yeah. That would be a really good game to play him in just because for that reason, yeah. You know, but yeah, I don't know. While well, while you go on to the next part, I'm going to see if the Clippers have played the Rockets in the past.
0: Sure. But- yeah. So the next game that we're going to talk about in this, we'll, we'll wrap up with this Here is our game of the week that we, we both were interested in. This was the Pistons versus the Knicks. We picked this game specifically because we had not seen a lot of teams out of the East you know, there's the West Coast bias. Well, it's a different West Coast bias when you're on the West Coast. Uh, so we hadn't seen a lot of these teams, either of these teams, but we were both interested in seeing it. I was excited to see this Pistons team that's young, that's that's up and coming, that that I know you're a fan of. Uh, I was excited to see Cade Cunningham, who, who did not end up playing, which is a little bit disappointing. Yeah. Uh, but it still ended up being a pretty good game. The final score doesn't necessarily reflect how, how good of a game it was. But uh we both picked that game. I I have a couple of notes on this game. This this was a fun game. The Pistons, uh well, a couple of interesting things. The game started off really rough for both sides. The first three minutes, tons of fouls, tons of turnovers, missed shots. It just looked like they they didn't warm up at all. That was sort of some of the notes that I took on this game. Uh the Knicks with their second chance points in the first quarter. There was one possession where they had three or four offensive rebounds, and it's like, yeah, give them enough tries, they're gonna they're gonna eventually make a basket. Yep. So the the Pistons really struggled with the Knicks. Something that was weird to me, and I don't know if you noticed it when you watched it, but Madison Square Garden did not seem loud or, or energetic at all. It seemed like a very low energy crowd. Oh,
1: interesting. I thought the opposite. I thought they were really? very okay. energetic. Yeah. So especially towards the beginning of the game, like the first quarter. I mean for a, a friday night game you know and just playing against the pistons it, it seemed like it was full and loud and even i've heard the announcers comment on it i was like yeah they're, they're right it the
0: announcers loud. yeah the announcers commented on it several times but maybe it was the earbuds i was listening to when i or I had it when i was watching it but it's like really this is high energy it seems like it was <laughs> like they're half asleep
1: <laughs> well, uh, they, the game they were excited about it so it's hard to tell yeah, because yeah. you know a lot of a lot of time for tv they'll turn the crowd down so you can hear the announcers and you know vice versa yeah. some some players some teams do the opposite but
0: yeah. So Isaiah Stewart of the Pistons, his nickname is Beef Stew. I feel like that's a a, a rough nickname to have. I missed that. I didn't know that. <laughs> Who is that? Yeah, what player that's his, is that? Isaiah Stewart.
1: Okay. Beef there's Stew. a
0: team there's a fantasy team called Beef Stew and I didn't I didn't understand the reference until Got I watched it. this game. And they talked about Isaiah Stewart is Beef Stew and it's just like, okay. <laughs> I mean, did he pick that? Is that like his favorite I don't know the origins of the nickname, yeah. but uh Beef Beef Stew is his Interesting. <laughs> nickname. Which is which is kind of weird, but uh, the Pistons have Isaiah Stewart, Jaden Ivey, uh, Boyan, was an, uh, Boyan Bogdanovich was also playing very, very well. You know, Cade was not playing. Uh, the Knicks, you know, Jalen Brunson we talked about. Uh, Randell's on that team as well. Uh, RJ Barrett. Very, very good team. They have a player named Emmanuel Quickly, which I also thought was a very interesting basketball name. Your last Quigley. name is Quickly. Like, you have to be involved in athletics, right? Does that seem... Yeah.
1: Emmanuel Quickly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that
0: name. It's it's kind of a funny name. Uh the the announcers did the stupid thing that they do with Marcus Smart where you're like, that wasn't a very smart play. <laughs> I hate that, yeah. So I'm like, sick of hearing oh. that during the playoffs. They're like, oh, he got the he got the rebound rather quickly, and they're just <laughs> like, oh god, you guys, I hate you so much. Uh so that happened a few times. The bench points for the Pistons, fifty-three points, that's what kept them in this game. They were really outplayed most of this game. It never uh, up until the fourth quarter, I never had the impression that the Pistons were at any chance going to win this game. I don't know how you felt, but yeah, they just kind of kept hanging same. around. Right. Uh, the announcer even said that the Pistons are hanging in there, which was pretty accurate. Did you watch the the New York feed or the, the Detroit feed?
1: Well, you know, I don't I don't even know. It's just whatever was on NBA League Pass. Okay,
0: So with League Pass, you could pick which feed you want, which is always really interesting to do. Oh, I yeah. Watched I, it didn't give
1: me that choice. I just pushed play and it played. Huh.
0: It does. You just didn't click on the right thing. It's yeah. fine. It's not a big deal, Ronnie. But the funniest part of that was the Pistons broadcast team. They were rough. They were rough to listen to. There was a shot where they excitedly called, "And he's open for three Yes, but the play had been whistled dead at least seven seconds before. <laughs> the player was just taking a shot, and yeah. the other guy's like, "No, I don't think that's going to count because of the travel." And he's like, "Oh, I missed that." And it's like, "What are you? What are you watching?" But like, so that excited. was the most energy. Yeah, it was the most energy he had. Like no one else. Is playing this guy gets the ball and just shoots for three it's like what are you what are you doing uh so that kind of made me chuckle um it got close towards the end two minutes left in the game the pistons were down by six a minute and eight seconds left they were down by four so it was kind of like oh my gosh they might actually come back they trailed almost this entire game Mm -hmm. and they they really put it together and, and almost came back they did not unfortunately uh, I know you're a Pistons fan. I, I honestly could care less who won this game. Uh, <laughs> but they, they it's always nice to see a comeback. Uh, and they they started their comeback. They they almost got there. But a lot of foul trouble. Cade Cunningham not playing. It ended up being 112 to 121, which is crazy that they were only down by four with a minute eight left. Mm-hmm. They kind of just fell apart there at the end. Yeah. Uh, but some some really talented players on this Pistons team, I think they're going to be really, really good next year or the year after they, they might, you know, they're certainly going to play better. If Cade would have been playing, that might've been the difference, right. To win this yeah. game. I think both these teams are just sort of middle of the pack. The Knicks being a little bit better than the Pistons, but I, I never felt like the Pistons were going to win this game.
1: Yeah. So, well, Cade Cunningham, he is out with some shin soreness. He's going to be out for four games. So I was surprised to see that. I love Ivy. Jaden Ivy, I think he's an excellent yeah, player. He's, I, he's I love watching his, I mean, his game. Chicken
0: Murray's playing really well. Paolo Blanchero's playing really well, but Jaden Ivy also playing really well, trying to make a case for rookie of the year. It's too early to say for sure, but he he certainly has to be in the conversation.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sorry, I might I might have cut out my phone there, but yeah, that's exactly what I was saying. Yeah, and then Bogdanovich too. Man, he's a, so he used to play for Utah and he plays excellent yeah. for Detroit too. He's a really fun guy to watch. He he's one of those weird guys where you like you look at him. And he's no, just like, he this. Does not. <laughs> yeah, he, he doesn't, he doesn't look like an NBA player, you know, like you're not intimidated by him or anything. You're just like, whatever. Like what, what are you doing on the court? Co- the court old man, you know, you're balding and everything. And he's right. like big and he looks like he's out of shape, but then he puts up 25 points. He's has the most points on the, on the team, you know? So he's just insane going on in the next side. I love watching the chemistry between Barrett and Brunson. They were just they we're just passing well to each other and, and helping each other get open. Hartenstein, my God, like that guy hustles. That I, I love how he goes for the rebounds. Like he's a hustler, right? So I would he's love, a hustler. yeah, I would <laughs> love to replace him with Aiton because he actually goes for the rebounds. He goes for the ball. <laughs> yeah. Twelve rebounds. He only has six points, but that's okay. He's he crashed the boards and he he's basically he's like the cleanup guy. You know, he's a garbage man. Who was that player a long time ago? They called the garbage man. He would always clean up all the all the boards. That's Hartenstein. Well, I, I don't know.
0: Let's see. Uh, what I thought was interesting is the quiet. Like Jalen Brunson had a great game. I think he scored thirty um, points or some, something close to that. Twenty six in this it, game. Twenty six. Okay, but it was super quiet. Like it didn't. Watching the game, I didn't mm-hmm. feel like he was having that great of a game. Yep. But but he was. He was playing really really good.
1: I noticed that and, too. Yeah.
0: So when I Googled it, it says Larry Bird used to be a garbage man before he entered the <laughs> NBA. Probably not who you were thinking of, but uh, Kendrick Perkins, the unpaid garbage man? I don't know. Maybe. I'm not going to yep, go down that rabbit hole any further. <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I don't can't remember. I forget who it was. I almost want to say Charles Barkley, but I don't think that was it either. Huh. I don't know. I remember hearing that back in the day, back in the 90s, but that was a long time ago. Yeah.
0: So just to kind of end the podcast real quick, I did want to have a quick conversation about Derrick Rose, who was on the New York Knicks uh, the game that we just watched. And it was a reminder to me that, oh, yeah, Derrick Rose still plays basketball. You haven't seen a lot about him. He's certainly well past his prime. His superstar status is gone. Uh, he had eight points in only 16 minutes in this game, shot two for seven. Clearly a shell of his former self. But is Derrick Rose, in your mind, a Hall of Famer?
1: Boy, you know, I mean, when I hear his name, I, I think yes. But when I think a little harder on it, and I'm I'm thinking about, like, he probably has really bad stats. He's barely been in the league because of injuries. So I want to say yes still. I'm leaning more towards yes because I in yes. his prime, okay. he was so good on the bulls. So good.
0: So good in his prime, yeah. He won the MVP 2010-2011. Uh, he averaged 25 points a game, shooting 44%. Not a great shooting percentage. Uh. Great assist numbers, you know, seven and a half rebounds. He was he was a very very good player on his when he was on his rookie deal, and and you know the the Derrick Rose rule exists because of Derrick Rose, obviously, <laughs> but it's it's for players that, and this is why John Morant might care about. The MVP ladder. When you win the MVP and you're still on your rookie contract, you can qualify for the supermax contract instead of the max contract. So that's a significant pay bump. It was because of Derrick Rose that that rule was put into place. He was the first player to get the supermax that's on right. his rookie deal. Normally, you have to play in the league for X number of years. I don't have in front of me, but he was still on his rookie deal, but he was playing. You know, three years as an all-star, won the MVP. So they put in criteria to allow players that haven't played in the league long enough to qualify for the Supermax to be able to get the Supermax if they make an NBA All-Defensive team or the NBA All-Team, if they're the MVP, uh, if they've done a couple other, you know, very player-specific uh Uh, awards or rewards so he changed the league in that sense because he was so dominant in his early in his career but you're absolutely right you know he missed an entire season because of injury and then 10 games had a a couple seasons where he played more than 50 and then 25 it just he wasn't playing a whole lot of games he was coming off the bench uh and he's pretty much relegated to the bench now at this point coming off the bench
1: yeah
0: had a long career has some years where he was probably the best player on the court but i just don't think consistently he's been strong enough of a player to make the hall of fame now the bar for the nba hall of fame i feel like is pretty low for better or worse i think he'll make it i just don't think in my mind i don't think hall of famer when i hear uh derrick rose's name
1: oh i i think i do i just because he had such a good year with the Bulls, he was MVP, like you said. I think he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame just for at least for that year. You know, when you look at everyone in a league that year, who he was going against. I mean, he yeah. he definitely deserves it for that reason.
0: He, like I said, he certainly has a legacy with the Derrick Rose rule. Uh, he'll always be remembered as a player that. What if? What if he didn't get injured so much? What could he have done? And there's a lot of players like that in the league, uh, not just in basketball, too, like all, across all the professional sports. Unfortunately, at his peak physical prime level of playing basketball, he 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 played 50 games in three seasons. Right, that's tough. Yeah, that that's sucks. your prime years, man. Yeah. And he never he never made an All Star after 2012. That was the last time he was an All Star. So he's only been an All Star three times, which is kind of kind of a low number for for potential Hall of Famers.
1: I I still love him. (laughs) I can't explain it. Oh yeah, yeah, I just I just appreciated his game so much that year that it just made me love him as a player. You know, I just I can't help it. He's just so he was so good that year.
0: And he has to be a good locker room leader in order to stick around the league as long as he had. Because if you look at his production numbers, he's he's just an average coming off the bench rotation guy. He's not lighting up the numbers or lighting up the scoreboards or anything like he used to. But having that veteran leadership, having someone that's been at the top of the mountain certainly has got to help with those younger guys trying to come up and, and teach them and pass that on. I believe that is why he is going to continue to play. I don't know how much longer, but that's to me, that's the reason why you, you still sign him to your team is you want that veteran leadership. Uh, I was blown away how many teams he's played for. Obviously, the Bulls, where he came into the league, but he's played for the Knicks. He's played for the Cleveland Cavaliers, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh the Detroit Pistons and then back to the New York Knicks now, which is his current home. I was blown away by that. I, I did not realize he ever played on Cleveland or ever played on Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. It's kinda kinda funny when you when you look at his you know, he's turned into a journeyman.
1: Yep, mostly as a backup too, you know. Some a lot of times you have a, a younger yep. point guard and you just want that that uh veteran presence, you know, as a backup. So yeah, all these teams tried him out. Didn't really work out yeah. though. <laughs> and-
0: it seems like he's gonna stick with the Knicks. He's been there for the last three years. I don't know. I don't know what his, how much longer he has in the NBA, to be honest. And then we'll, we'll have to see if he if he becomes a Hall of Famer. So I want to know what you guys think. Let me know if, uh, in the JNR fan line if you think Derrick Rose is a Hall of Famer. Make a case for why or why not. Uh, I'd love to hear back from you guys. But that's gonna do it for us tonight. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks for joining us on this NBA journey, and uh, we'll see you next time. Yep.
1: Thanks, guys.